Hi guys, welcome to the Try A New Frequency with Amber podcast. My name is Amber Chanel and I'll be your host. My podcast is for anyone who loves music videos and living a life of synchronicities. A focus will be on music videos from back in the day when MTV actually played music videos. My goal is to help challenge old ways of thinking, to have an open discussion about music videos and to connect it to our current reality. I live a life full of daily synchronicities and would love to have you join me on my journey. And I'll also be bringing on spiritual experts to interview. So let's have fun, listen to great music, and raise the frequency in our lives. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Super excited to have you join in on today's episode. I have a special guest with me. Her name is Mary Crawford, and she's the owner of The Joy of Being Well. So welcome, Mary. Thanks, Amber. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you. I have recently done a session with Mary, and so I'm really excited to have people find out more about her services. I know she's really helped me, and she picked out an amazing song. We're going to go back to 1939. This is the farthest <laughs> back I've went uh, with someone. And we're going to do I'm not that old, though. <laughs> no, right. Neither of us are. Somewhere over uh, the rainbow by Judy Garland. Yes. Dorothy Gale. So, oh, good. It's a good version. Definitely. That's the one I thought we would go back to because there's lots of references that can be made. Yeah. With that. So, you've got a lot to offer people. So, I thought, why not go there and just ask you, Mary, instead of doing a little bio for you, tell us about your business and your journey with the joy of being well. Well, the joy of being well. The energy work actually started about 20 years ago. My background is special ed. I have dual certification from California and Nevada. <laughs> so I've, I've been to universities in North Carolina and Wisconsin and, uh, and Nevada and just kind of all over the place. I have enough credits probably to have a doctorate, but I, it's like, you know, this university will accept that and that will accept. So yeah, I've been all over the place. But And then, you know, just working with the kids, I realized that a lot of what was going on with them was nutrition, that they were just eating junk. And so learning was really poor. So that got me started on a nutrition journey and really looking into herbology and different foods and found that I even, you know, took courses in nutrition and really uh, didn't jive with a lot of what they were saying. So studied that more. And, uh, as I was on that nutrition journey and worked with different companies that were selling really good nutritional products, I discovered that I really could tap into people's body energy and find out what their bodies wanted. What is it that your body's really asking for? Because people were talking about having these uh, allergy tests, you know, where they get poked with needles and, or they go on these elimination diets where they cut out everything and then just gently add in peanut butter or spinach or, you know, to find out what they were allergic to. And I thought my journey has been, I think, since I was a kid, find an easier way. There's got to be an easier way to do this. This is too hard. This is just crazy. We were smarter than this, you know, we could figure this out. And so I 
thought, you know, how do I tap into people's bodies and get really fast answers? And that's when I discovered dowsing and have been using dowsing for at least 20 years. I'm a master dowser. I teach two different levels of dowsing classes, which is really fun because uh, people get so empowered and really feel like I can do this. I can get these answers myself really fast. And so that's what I started using is the dowsing to tap into the energy of the person that I'm working with and get answers to whatever questions they have, whatever their body wants to tell me. And then, and going deeper, really tapping into, in some cases, the different organs and glands. What are you holding on to that doesn't serve you? Is it trauma energy? Uh, is it fear? Is it some belief, this core belief that I'm not good enough or, or I'll never measure up or whatever that is? We find that those energies are actually stored in different parts of our body. And we can release that. We can release it, release it from your heart where you've built this big wall around your heart of all these little energies and emotions and things that you think were going to protect you from being hurt again. And what they actually do is they close off your heart energy. And so when we get rid of those, we can open up. We can be stronger, more powerful, really who we came here to be. Oh, and then recently I've started working with animals with a friend of mine who's an animal communicator, and she will um, connect with the animal and talk to it and tell me what they're feeling, what's wrong, what hurts, what they don't like about their life. And I'll go in and do some energy work with them. And they respond so quickly. It's really amazing. Um, and that's the two hearts alien animals. So that's a, a little bit of who I am now. Amazing journey. You've got so much knowledge and that's where I didn't even know where to start. So we're going to bounce all over a little bit here <laughs> with some of the questions and I'll have all the links for her information and businesses in the show notes. So you can check those out for more details. So Mary, I do want to ask, we're going to focus on the energy healing first. So what would you define as energy healing? First of all, I don't do the healing. I am a guide to tell you what I'm finding that wants to be released. Uh, we store energy in our body. We are energy beings. Every one of us is, is an empath and an, we absorb energy from all over the place. And we often hold on to energies that aren't even ours and we think they're ours. And so we act accordingly. And we know from, from so much evidence in, in um, quantum physics and, you know, people like Bruce Lipton and, and, Lynn McTaggart and all these wonderful people who have have really studied the physical and mechanical and you know the scientific energy. Um, we know that energy gets stored in our body and that our cells react to whatever energy we have stored in our body. So if you're holding on to trauma, fear, panic energy from a car accident that you were in 10 years ago, your body is going to keep reacting to that energy of trauma, fear, and panic. And you don't want your cells to, to keep reacting to all of that trauma when it's no longer there, when even physically you've pretty much recovered. You want to get rid of that energy. We, we are, there's no bad energy. Energies are just these emotions, these feelings are just signals to us to tell us what's going on and what we need to do. And so if you're in a car accident, yes, you're going to feel some panic maybe some fear, some, some trauma, but then the idea is to feel it and then release it and say, okay, I'm safe now. My cortisol level can come down now. My adrenaline can come down and I can tell my body that I'm safe. And that's what I help people do is guide them to finding out what energy they're holding on to, 
take them through a process of helping them release that energy and so that they can feel freer and clearer and more like who they really are. So as far as energy healing, I think that's all it is, is me guiding you to what you need to let go of. And it's a beautiful process. I just recently did the Reclaiming Your Divine Heart with Mary and just an amazing process. Now with Reclaiming Your Divine Heart, I know what that is. It's more about releasing generations, you know, and lifetimes of trapped energy. What other services do you offer? That's one that a lot of people start with. But there's also the compassionate soul recovery where we really work with your little child and, and anything that you may have experienced, even in utero, anything that you may. And I've had people, um, past life energy has also come up in that case, but we're looking at these experiences and giving compassion to your little child so that your little child really feels heard, understood, and can release that energy. And that one has been so profound for people. I mean, what they come out of that after, sometimes that takes more than one session, depending on what kind of experiences they've had. But afterward, they feel like they can think about that trauma, that experience, and have absolutely no triggers from it. It's like, they know it happened, but doesn't matter. They can let it go. And wow, so that that's transformational. Been- it is. It's really, it's really cool. I love that one. So that's the compassionate soul recovery. I also do a nutritional body scan where we really look at all kinds of foods and supplements, herbs, and medications that you're on everything. We look at what is the benefit of this for your body. And we can really come up with percentages, how much magnesium your body wants to take when it wants to take it, you know, different different supplements like that. Um, does your body like corn? Does it, is it okay with organic corn or, or is, does it not want any corn? You know, we can really get detailed with that. So that's the nutrition body scan. And then the vibrational body tune-up is kind of like a, a catch-all. And it's what many of my clients will come back to after they've had other sessions for like a, a once a month or every couple of months tune-up of, um, okay, something's off. What's going on? Do my chakras need to be aligned? Are, are my meridians blocked? Is there a food that's not working for me right now? Um, Have I picked up somebody else's energy that's affecting me? And we just kind of do a clean sweep and find out what you need to get rid of and and what's going to make you more balanced. There's other shorter sessions. I do a 30 minute coaching session for somebody who just wants, that can be anything that can be, we can look at food. We can do a little compassion clearing. We can um, clear some energies or we can just talk with the coaching session. I do a chakra balance session that is recorded for you so that you can listen to it every day. If you want, it's like taking a shower for your chakras, only it's really personalized to you. That one's also pretty powerful, especially, you know, using it for a couple of weeks until you really know it. And then you don't need to listen to it anymore. Let's see. I I work with essential oils. So I will do an essential oil scan to ask your body what oils it wants and how it wants to use them, even specifically on what oil or what gland or organ does it want? Or is it just emotional? So I think that's everything. <laughs> and then there's the dog work, the Anna, the kitties and the horses and um, the two hearts healing animals. So that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I think I might check out the chakra tune up. That sounds like something that would be right in my wheelhouse because I really have it down, you know, about the whole energy concept. So I understand why it's so important. And I know you know why it's so important to you. 
Could you kind of explain why it is so important energy healing to someone? Okay, well, let's just look at the chakra scan or the chakra balancing because your chakras are energy systems in your body from the base of your spine all the way up to the top of your head. And those are the basic ones that I work with. I know there's other chakras below and above that, but I really focus on those because I'm in the body. And, you know, we know that these energy systems affect not only energetics and all of that, but they also affect the organs and the glands that are in that area. So for instance, for a lot of women, throat chakra is not balanced. And it comes from centuries of being censored, of being shut down, and in some cases, physically harmed or even killed by means of the throat. And so there's energy there that keeps us from speaking our truth. And and when we clear the throat chakra and revitalize it, bringing in the, the colors of the, of the throat chakra, the beautiful Caribbean sea blue, the turquoise blue colors, and really in, revitalize it, getting working in harmony with all the other chakras, people find that they're able to speak their truth, to write their truth, to, to express themselves with their art or whatever. Another one for women, especially, that's often unbalanced is the sacral chakra. Because the sacral chakra and the heart chakra are together the power centers for women. The sacral chakra is your womb space, and it will affect all the glands and organs in the womb space if you're not balanced. And it becomes imbalanced when we don't have any self-love, when we are fearful of relationships, when we are not loving ourselves is such a big part of that. But, But what helps to open it up is finding something fun finding something creative to do. For instance, I I make jewelry and it started as just a fun thing for myself because I needed that creative expression. Some people dance or sing, they write poetry, they express themselves creatively and that really helps to open the sacral chakra. So it's about, sacral chakra is about play, expression, creative expression and fun and, and relationships, okay? So the thing about clearing these chakras and balancing them, again, it should be like an everyday thing because we are in a world where we are bombarded by other people's energies constantly. Even if you don't leave the house, you turn on the radio or the TV or, or your phone and you get other people's energy, all the stuff that's going on in the world right now. And that can throw you off balance. So you want to balance every day, connect to the earth, harmonize your chakras, make sure they're clear and just working together. So I hope that made sense. <laughs> oh, it does. Oh, and I've really tuned in and maybe kind of going to an extreme, but I don't watch the news and anybody that brings up anything negative, I actually tell them I don't feel like speaking about that topic because I'm really learning what we manifest, what we talk about becomes our reality. So mm-hmm. Maybe I'm going to some, a little bit extreme there, but all I want is positivity. I'm eliminating certain people from my life if they're not positive, at least for now. And that's just kind of my thoughts on there. Do you think that's a little bit excessive or? No, it really depends on what, what you need personally, what works for you. I think you'll find, so I, I did that for a while too. And I, I think you'll find that after a while, you can go back to even watching the news and instead of having it affect you negatively, have it be a, a place where you can just, you can just say, Oh, that's interesting. It's interesting how people are 
dealing with this right now. And I can really feel compassion for those people and send them some love and have it not affect me, have it not bring me down. So I think we all start where, where it feels best and, and a, a complete diet of no news and negative energy for a while is always a good thing. It's like going on a fast, you know, it's like clearing all the negative stuff out of your life, going on a retreat. I know my mom used to go on these retreats at a convent, but she had eight kids. And so she, she needed to get away once in a while. So she would go to these retreats where nobody could speak for like three or four days. You know, they had their meals together, but but nobody could speak. And it was like heaven for her. Find <laughs> me up. <laughs> I know. So yeah, we all we all need that that cleansing once in a while. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think at some point I'll be more open to it. But right now, it's all about love and light for me. People tell mm-hmm. me they'll even start talking about what's going on in the world and they're shocked. I have no idea what's going on in certain things. I'm like Hey, as long, if I'm in my present reality, guess what? Life is good. If, I, if I'm not seeing it. So I'm like, I'm just going to stay that way for now and maybe open the doors here in the near future. But just sharing that with others in case they're tuning in and kind of doing the same thing that they're not alone in that process. Right. right. Now, I know what to expect in a session with you and maybe each session is a little bit different. But for those listening that may be interested in coming on for a session with you, which I really loved doing. Can you kind of give some insight what they can expect? Okay. So base, well, first of all, I work over the phone rather than video. And it's just my quirky thing. I find that visuals distract and I can really tune into energy on the phone better. I've been doing this for 20 years on the phone. So it's, it's just my way of working. I ask that you not be driving a car. I've had people try to do a session with me while they're driving and that just does not work. <laughs> you have to be in a quiet place, maybe have a glass of water and shut off your phone and be in a place where you're going to be undisturbed for an hour. And you are going to be doing the work. Um, I am just going to be guiding you. So I'm going to tune in to your energy, to your body, to your higher self and find out what needs, what's coming up. Oftentimes I will do a, a tune in before you even get on the phone with me so that I can tell you, well, I'm, I'm getting an imbalance in this chakra and that chakra. I'm finding that your life force energy is at this level. If we're doing the uh, vibrational body tune up, I might actually go in asking your body ahead of time, what organs and glands need clearing. And so really give you a good idea of where we need to go and what needs to be cleared. And you'll be sometimes asked questions. Does that make sense? What do you remember from that time? But it's not like going back into a therapy session. It's not like you have to go and relive all of those traumas or anything. It's just, do you remember something at four years old? Great. Did it involve your mom? Yep. Okay. Then let's clear that. You know, it's just, it's pretty simple and straightforward. And again, my mantra has been, let's make this easy. Let's not make anything too complicated where you have to have all kinds of bells and whistles and charts and graphs and stuff like that. No, it's what does your body want? Let's take care of it because I really believe you're powerful. And my hope is to help you really see that yourself. I like that you record the session. I thought I would Mm -hmm. listen to it a whole bunch after. I honestly have not listened to it. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's not needed, but it was so great during 
the moment and to know that I have that available if I ever needed it. Yeah, you don't feel like you need to take notes or anything. It's just be present in the moment. That's exactly it. Now I did on your website, I noticed the access consciousness bars. Can you Mm -hmm. explain that to me? Because that really stood out. (laughs) Okay, great. Um, I used to um, actually be a bars facilitator where I, for five years, I taught this process and now I'm kind of gave that up and I'm just a practitioner. What I do, what access bars is, it's the only hands-on process that I do. So you do have to be physically present here in Madison with me. I am working on your head. I'm only touching different points on your head. And as I touch these points, and they're very specific points that have come up, kind of downloaded to the man who invented this 30 years ago. Uh, He didn't invent it, but he he received it 30 years ago. Uh, Working on different points where I'm touching these points on your head. And as I touch them, there's like a bar of energy that goes between my hands to open up that area and release the specific thing that's stuck there. So for instance, there's a point here that deals with money. All of your beliefs about money, having it, not having it, don't deserve it, can never make it, it'll be taken away from you. We can help you release all of that just by holding that point about money and letting your body let go of it. There's control, there's things about your body, peace and calm, you know, just all these, there's 32 different points on your head that we work on in a session and takes about a little over an hour for a session. Many people will fall asleep during a session because we've had some neuroscientists actually hook people up during sessions and find out that they go into theta brain, which is really deep meditative, like zoned out energy. And you get there pretty quickly. So people will fall asleep and I will notice that different body parts will move the wrists, the feet, the ankles, the knees, the hip, you know, as things are being released, people will come out of there. Like there's what, there's a story of one man who was pigeon toed before the session. And after the session, his feet were straight because he had released energy there that he didn't even know he had. So pain can go away. Anxiety can go away. I've had a lot of CEOs of companies who've come to me almost on a weekly basis, simply because their job is so stressful and they will come and they will have a session and they'll feel like a whole new person and can get back to work and and feel better. So I love the bars. It's awesome. So cool. So it's something that you would continue to do ongoing typically, would you say? Yeah, people, um, well, some people will do it once and never do it again, but many people will come to me, you know, they can feel when things are just kind of feeling out, out of balance, stressful, they're holding on to anxiety, they're not sleeping well, then they'll come for a session. Well, another thing that I may have to connect with you after about now dowsing, I know you said you started there. That's something that I'm interested in. I know you do the coursework on that. Just briefly, can you kind of explain to someone that's listening, like the what, how, and why of dowsing? Okay. Well, dowsing, there's nothing magical about it. It's just, it's using a tool to help us tap into what we really know. Everybody is energy and energy vibrates. Your body's always vibrating and the vibrations of your cells, your body, your thoughts, your emotions 
are what cause the pendulum to move. So I work with charts and graphs. I teach people how to connect to the tools that they're using. And, and mostly I use a pendulum. I have used dowsing rods and, and all different kinds of tools, um, even my keys if I'm at the grocery store. you know. But I teach you how to connect. I teach you how to make sure that you're balanced and clear before you start a dowsing project, getting permission to douse, how to use the charts, how to read the charts. And in our basic class, the learning class, you will use a chart, not just to do yes and no questions, but percentages, numbers, the amount of benefit or non-benefit of something. You can really get detailed, quick answers. And all you're doing is allowing this tool to tap into your higher consciousness. So it's coming from you. It's not coming from any outside source. It's coming from you, this information that you're getting. And it's an ancient tool. It's been around. I mean, it's referenced in the Bible many times. So it's been around forever and it's easy to learn. Super neat. And I remember as a kid, we would use a pencil and put a old, you know, sewing needle and attach it to it and ask questions. And that had to have come from a past life because as kids, we were a small town. We didn't know what we were doing. (laughs) So someone came in with that. I just remember it. People wanted to see how many kids they were going to have and all that. Oh, yeah. Was it a girl or a boy? Yeah. (laughs) And as kids, they're like, you're going to have four kids. You're going to have two kids. So it was more the experience. So I'm just... I wish I knew whose parents, because I'd love to talk to them now, because they had some stuff figured out back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's something that kids can learn. So you you teach this to children, and it's a tool they have forever. So kid, can kids take the class as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, I will often have a parent sign up with their kids. If it's If it's a child under like 17, I just charge half price for them. So, you know, they can get their own chart and you're going to get a digital chart. And right now I'm doing digitally and it seems to work really well to do a Zoom class for people. They can see my chart with the cameras that I have set up. And uh, so they'll get a chart, they'll get a booklet of information and and tools. And then it takes the first class is about an hour and a half. There's an advanced class that's closer to two and a half hours, where we really dive deep into the metaphysical stuff, changing energy, um, setting up shields, changing the molecular structure of things. But I highly, highly recommend you take the first one first. I've actually had somebody take the second one thinking they knew everything that they needed to know about dowsing, and they were kind of lost when they came to the second class. So I recommend you take the first one first. (laughs) And because you will get a lot out of that. It's, it's a lot of information. How do your courses work? Do you do it at certain times a year? No, I actually am right now setting them up on an individual basis. So you get a private class. You can go to my website and, and click on services or actually click on the calendar. If you click on the calendar, you'll see that one of the services you can sign up for is a dowsing class. And um, if you have any trouble, just email me. It's Mary at the joy of being well.com and I can help you get that set up. Perfect. Now I did want to ask, so if you could give someone Mary one piece of advice to someone who's starting out on a quest to follow their passion and purpose, what would that be? 
Oh, wow. I think the biggest thing is to trust that you know the answers because they're always there with you. And sometimes you have to surrender your doubt, your fear, your feelings of not good enough. You really got to love yourself because when you start loving yourself, you're going to, you're going to, the answers are just going to come to you. That makes sense. Wonderful. Yes, absolutely. And then what's your favorite book? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I put people on the spot with this. There's a couple of them. You can get those. I'm looking over here. I've got like 15 books in a stack over there. I've got more in there. I'm more in the, you can see behind me. (laughs) He's got Um, a lot of books around her. I can see. Oh my gosh. Well, in this realm, the one that I recommend to almost everybody is the um, biology of belief by Bruce Lipton. Have you read that? I have oh, gosh. not. What's it regarding? Uh, well, Bruce Lipton was a cellular biologist at the University of Wisconsin here in, in Madison for a long time. And he started really diving into why do cells behave the way they do and, and got a little too far out for UW. So he moved to the Philippines where he continued his research and has written this incredible book, The Biology of Belief, where he came to understand and prove scientifically how our cells react to our beliefs, our thoughts, our emotions, and how every cell has its own brain, uh, its own um, energy, uh, its own ability to react or not react. So it's like you, when you understand this concept, you can start speaking to your cells, like your big toe hurts. And you can get up in the morning and you could talk to your big toe cells and say how much you love them and how, how proud you are of the way they help you stand up and what a great job they're doing and, and just really send your big toe some love, you know, those cells will hear you, right? I'm only laughing because I was listening to this generational ancestral healing and they said, tell your liver how much you love your liver. And I kind of, you know, I'm very woo woo. And I was like, hmm, I don't know about this. Now I'm questioning myself. Maybe I do need to start talking more. Read this book. And and it's written so that anybody can understand it. It's not a heavy scientific book. And he has these great little illustrations in there where he he looks at the cells and he he looks at them like a, a pickle sandwich. And you know, it's 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 a wonderful book. And if you really don't want to read, he has a YouTube video that I think is an hour long where he goes through all the information that's in the book. So look for Bruce Lipton on YouTube. Perfect. You know, if I can find that on YouTube, I may share that as well in the show notes. What other words of wisdom do you have, Mary, for our listeners? Just help people to see that they're powerful. I mean, that's that's my whole purpose is to help you remember that you you are a divine God, goddess, energy creator who came here with a real purpose to raise the vibration of the planet okay the music video this is always my favorite part we're going back to 1939 can't believe that when i heard i was just sitting there i'm like wow we're in 2022 we're gonna be 100 years here soon out wow with Somewhere Over the Rainbow, so the Judy Garland, again, she played Dorothy Gale in The Wizard of Oz. Now, when you watch the music video and hearing the song lyrics, 
what were some of the first thoughts that you had or things that stood out? Okay. I haven't seen that video in a long time, but um, the, the song has always been one of my favorites and it just, the, the message is that anything is possible and to dream bigger than you even imagined you could dream. Right. So somewhere over the rainbow is where all the dreams come true. And in the beginning of the video, you'll see it starts in black and white or that weird, like, right. The sepia tone, because yeah, because the rainbow isn't there yet. Exactly. And then at one point they, she said, skies are blue and the sky opens. It lets the light in and the birds. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the song is right after her auntie M tells her to find yourself a place. You won't get in any trouble. And she walks away by herself and starts singing to Toto. What concepts do you feel that lyrically, or like I said, the video that they were trying to represent either in that or even the Wizard of Oz itself? I mean, there's so much. Oh, well, this is such a woman's empowerment song (laughs) because yeah, little girls aren't supposed to get into trouble or create trouble or be heard or seen or, or notice. And they're, they must be evil or witchy if they are seen or noticed or get into trouble. Right. So she's thinking, you know, this is who I am, a person who plays outside the, the box, you know, breaks the rules and, and all of that. So where can I go where that's okay? Maybe somewhere over the rainbow, right? <laughs> She wants to find that place where it's okay to be her. Made me think of Alice in Wonderland when you just said that, how she goes in, down that rabbit hole and kind of Dorothy, how she goes in the little pig pen area and they mm-hmm. have to get her out. A, a big concept that stood out to me was like, she'd never really seen anything colorful in her life except mm-hmm. the rainbow. And she wondered obviously what was on the other side of the rainbow so by the end of the movie it was really neat how she wanted to go back to her home and appreciated what she did have and how certain people played roles in her dream and as now I always like to go a little bit woo woo because I'm always on my path to enlightenment so for me I have my reasons on what I feel the Wizard of Oz represents what do you feel that it represents? I'm intrigued to hear yours and then I'll kind of go into my. The wizard himself. What does he represent or the any, movie? Any of it. Any of it. Okay. Again, it's about, it's about self-empowerment. You had the, you had the key all along. It was inside of you. You don't have to depend on anyone else or search outside of yourself for the answers because you have them. And it feels like even though she was going to this great wizard who supposedly, you know, that's why I even say on my website, I don't fix you. I'm, I'm not your healer, right? It's the, it's the wizard saying, I can fix you. And, and then finding out that he was a fraud and, and he, he didn't have the answers. She did. So trusting yourself, believing in yourself, loving yourself never really occurred to me how much that movie is about self-love, but it really is, isn't it? Especially for women. I never even thought about that because mine, again, I'm on the, the road to enlightenment. And so my thought process was the yellow brick road. And I have stories I go into about 
doing paintings with the yellow brick road. And I just did one actually over the weekend, but how I finished a painting and then heard the song that was on it said goodbye yellow brick road by Elton John. And I was like really divine timing. So um, all about synchronicity, but the way I kind of looked at it, and I took down some notes because I have a lot of thoughts when it comes to the wizard of Oz and the song. So I kind of took it down to the soul's path to illumination um, and then the temptation along the way to us or heaven, nirvana, whatever someone wants to call it. And that Kansas is like the material world, the physical plane where each of us starts our spiritual journey. And then Dorothy wants to go over the rainbow to reach the other realm and follow the path to illumination. So she wanted to seek a higher truth and I can see myself in Dorothy's shoes with my dog, Kinnick, who is a little black puggle. And that's my little Toto. Um, But she's brought to Oz by the cyclone spiraling upwards. Okay. And I think that that to me represents the cycles of karma and lessons learned along the way. And that the yellow brick road, because it does spiral outwardly expanding I took it as the uh, evolving self, the soul ascending from matter into the spiritual world. And in the book, it's still silver shoes, which I did not realize. So with, with finding that out versus the ruby shoes that are in the movie, the silver shoes then made me think of the silver cord, which the silver cord obviously is considered at least in my eyes, as our link between the material and spiritual selves. And then (laughs) along her journey, she finds the scarecrow, you know, the tin man and the cowardly lion, and they're searching for a brain, a heart and courage. And I think those all relate to self-love and they embody the qualities needed by the person in order to complete their quest for illumination. And so her dog, I felt, Toto represents her inner voice, kind of like her intuition and the inner Christ, I guess, the kingdom of God that's within all of us because she follows Toto out of the balloon by the wizard. And again, realizing what the wizard was and trying to control what she does uh, with the help of the good witch, though, of the north. And I felt that was her divine guide that she understands that everything she wanted could be found in her own backyard yeah awesome i love that whole interpretation it's beautiful beautiful and each person is going to have their own but that's really what stood out to me the most and like i said i don't know out of those out of courage heart and a brain would you say the heart would be the not the hardest thing but one of the biggest things and most challenging for someone to figure out if you think too about the scarecrow and the person that was representing the scarecrow, you know, that, that energy of that particular character, that was the one that even as a child would make me cry. That would bring up so much emotion, right? Because you loved him almost more than any of the other characters. He seemed to have more of a human connection or something to, to Dorothy and to the others as well. He seemed to care about everybody more. And, and that was how the wizard explained it at the end. Is we've always had the biggest heart. 
and you know, just going back to thinking about the interpretation of the movie, you talked about, you know, moving through the paths in her life on a different level. What if, what if the whole thing was about her being so unhappy with her life that she wanted to die and go to heaven and that that's what this over the rainbow thing was, you know, take me up to heaven, take me to a place where I don't have to worry about people yelling at me. And, and she found that it wasn't, it wasn't really there. The the heaven that she was looking for was really back where she was. Did you notice Mary at the end of the movie, her family was not really wanting to believe the details of her quest. Mm -hmm. And she finally can say there's no place like home, but I felt like a lot of people could relate. I know myself, my family is very understanding and doesn't pick on me about my woo woo. Like it, they'll make jokes, but I kind of make jokes myself with it. But I will say there's certain people in my family that are very ignorant and don't want to accept or challenge Right. We all have that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had that experience along the way? Oh, yeah. In my own kids. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, I'm I'm intrigued because people can learn from us, you know, people that are speaking out, light workers, you know, energy healers and all that. What's some advice that you would give to someone that's experiencing that? You cannot convince anybody of anything. That that is such a premise that the whole world is trying to do right now. I have to convince you that this is right and you're wrong, you know, and 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 you cannot convince anybody. All you can do is is lead by your example. Show them what's working for you. Maybe share a story now and then, which is what I do with my own two boys who are one boy is especially based in science. And thinks what I do is kind of really weird, but he, you know, he's like, okay, mom, that's fine. Just don't tell me about it. (laughs) So it's okay. It's okay. And I've had other people in my, in my family. um, And I know that they just don't want to hear about it. And that's okay. I'm not here to try to convince you and show you that what I'm doing is true or right, or the thing for you. I'm just here to, to share what could work. It could work if you're That's open to beautiful. it. Because you can never press your beliefs on someone else. I mean, I'm really in the path right now. And this could change that everything's an illu- illusion. Mm-hmm. And what we have going on internally is manifesting on the outside. So that's kind of a little deep. I know that <laughs> when I talk about it, certain people, I kind of get like a head nod. They start thinking about it and they come back typically and we'll, will have thought it through. But I think for me, it's all about illuminating that path to helping people see that there's something more, or at least to challenge societal norms from what Mm -hmm. we're educated on. You know, I've been called names like conspiracy theorist, and that's okay. It doesn't hurt me. I can be called anything, you know, it's going to deflect off. As long as I know it's the truth and everything's with light and love, I feel okay with what anybody has to say. And what's so interesting is that what's true for you might not be true for somebody else. Yes, we're all on different journeys. And I don't think enough people out there understand that. We're all brought here with, you know, our sole purpose to figure out certain things Mm -hmm. and to help others, but we cannot press that onto others. 
Mm-hmm. Just generational sweet. changes. Do you notice that each time? Oh, yeah. Well, what's really fun is to look at these little ones that are coming to the planet now and how brilliant and light they are. And they're like, snap, you, you guys just don't get it. You know, it's mind blowing. I have a now 12 year old niece and the concept she learns from me. And like, when we talk and stuff, she knows that what she's learning in school. And I've said this before in my podcast, but this is about a year later. She knows that what she learns in school and what's real two different things right two separate (laughs) yes and she has to bounce off you know remembering what's true but also learning and I just think that's such unique because I go it only took me 36 years to understand that concept and it really made me mad I'm like why didn't anybody tell me this before and it's just I guess during the times there people didn't want to talk about it or maybe something happened in the past lives that they were scared to Well, here's that whole evolution of the planet, which is why every single one of us is here. We, in our own thoughts and our own actions, are evolving the human race and evolving the planet. And every generation is evolving it a little more because the thoughts that we think don't go away. They're floating around, all all of us. And and the little ones come in and, and they already know all this stuff that we thought two generations before them you know, and this last generation, and they already know it. So that's why you can see a three-year-old working an iPad better than her grandmother, right? Nobody even really taught her how to do it. She just knew. That makes complete sense. No, and I love seeing the older generation, though, learning to utilize some of these skills. Um, I know my dad, he just got from a flip phone to an iPhone and he was not happy about that. Trust me. He still wishes that he could do the plug in phone to the wall. Mm-hmm. It was such a, but I remember we FaceTime and the first time I faced him, he's like, you get more beautiful every time I see you. Aww. It was just so sweet, but it was just like his first experience on that. It was so neat to see. And my brother didn't think my, my dad had it figured out. And when I got him to do it, my dad's like, or my brother, I mean, was like, dad knows how to use this. I go, I've taught him a few things along the way. (laughs) (laughs) So it is neat, you know, to be able, because sometimes people just need to actually show and take the time to show them Mm -hmm. that they can learn the new skills. Mm -hmm. And then they can, yeah, you know, not have such a generational gap. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) But I really appreciated you coming on today, Mary. I think that there's so much to be learned from you. And I've enjoyed my session. So I highly recommend everybody check out Mary. She's got a great business. She's been around the block to be able to know what she's talking about. A couple blocks. (laughs) I love it. And that's what we need though is people to seek out those that have the knowledge that know what they're talking about because even me I'm newer with with all of this I know I came in and all of a sudden figured it out from my last life but I don't have the years experience behind me like you do and so there's wisdom there and I want to thank you for sharing with us and Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Always, I, I'm still that that teacher that I that I was years and years ago. So, any any time I can share, I'm happy to. Absolutely, and you do such a good job. I'm excited to 
do more of your sessions. So everyone sending out light and love until the next time, stay well and God bless. If you've enjoyed spending time with me today, I'd love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast. You'll find links in the show notes to items discussed during the podcast. Check out the Try A New Frequency website for my top daily music video. I love hearing from all of you. Feel free to send me an email to tryanewfrequency at gmail.com. I'm sending you all love and light until the next time.